Hello and welcome back to Parlay Paw with Liv and Kai. I know it's been a little bit. Um, took a two-week hiatus two weeks ago. Had some concussion flare-ups and then last week the holiday got a little hectic. So anyway, we are back now for episode five and we're going to start this episode off with something special. Uh, it's talking soccer. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about soccer for a little bit, um, which anybody who knows me knows that soccer is not something that I genuinely enjoy watching and or talking about, but it's the World Cup, so kind of have to. And then, of course, our games of the week. We have some pretty good games this week. We have a championship rematch, an AFC championship rematch, and... What I think could either be a phenomenal game and a potential huge upset or a really, really bad game, depending on the quarterback situation. So we're going to talk about both of those. Let's start with some soccer talk so everybody of course is in the patriotic spirit with the world cup the u.s beat iran to get out of the group stage on tuesday it was a one nothing win and i think that the country can take away that christian pulisic is and forever will be an american hero because not only did he score the goal that gave us the win? But he did so while laying his body on the line for his country. Because he got hit hard. He went all out for the goal. Great. Loved it. Everybody's celebrating. And then it's like the camera flashes back to Pulisic, who's on the ground holding his crotch and basically crying in pain. And he eventually is able to get off the field. They kind of showed him like limping around behind the goal. He ended up coming back in to finish the half. I'm not sure how this works. So soccer people, let me know if I'm wrong on this. But I don't think, I think if he would have come out of the game, they weren't allowed to have a sub yet. So they would have been playing a man down. So anyway, extra sacrifice, even, even if that's not the case, he still played the rest of the half with, I don't, I don't know how a broken private part comes around. I don't, I don't know how that happens, but that seemed like it was pretty dang close to that. So really putting his body on the line and uh, ended up coming out for the rest of the game after halftime with a pelvic injury and was taken to the hospital. So just a whole lot of drama. But if it wasn't for him sacrificing himself for his country, then we wouldn't still be in the World Cup right now. So Christian Pulisic, thank you. Thank you for your heroism. We love you. Anyway, U.S. plays, I, not Iran, huh? the United States plays the Netherlands on Saturday. Apparently, Pulisic 
has been saying that he is good to go. That's not an official thing yet, but from what I've been seeing, he's been talking to his teammates and saying that he's good to go. Um, if he's not, then our chances are bye. Bye-bye. Um, and as it stands, we are underdogs by a lot. Um, 325-point underdogs. So that's a lot. Um, I'm not super familiar with soccer betting, but, of course, the payouts are going to be a lot bigger just given the disparity of the um, of the spread. But, yeah, the Netherlands are 110-point favorites, U.S. 325-point underdogs, and then the um, draw is 235. So basically the U.S. needs to win this. I haven't done too, too much research on the Netherlands, but what I do know is that they're kind of, they, they won their group stage. They won their group stage and they're kind of like in England. Um, they do have favorable chances to win the whole thing. Um, and their goalie is really good. They have the best save percentage um, in FIFA. Don't know if I'm saying that right. Again, this is my effort at talking soccer, so bear with me. Um, but anyway, going to be a huge match either way. And the U.S. hasn't made it to the quarterfinals, which they would advance to if they win against the Netherlands. They haven't been there since 2002. The men haven't. Because um, we all know the women's team is flames. Um, but yeah, they haven't advanced to the quarterfinals since 2002. And... You know, we could really all use a morale boost right now. So go Team USA. And that's as much soccer as I'll probably ever talk on this podcast. Moving on to football. Thursday night, we have the Bills at the Patriots. It's the second game in a row or Thursday game in a row for the Bills, which I find a little odd. Um, I don't really know the last time that's happened and I don't know um I, I don't think that's a common thing the bills are five point favorites over under is 44 and a half so both teams played on Thanksgiving so both teams have back-to-back Thursday games the bills won their Thanksgiving game uh, against the Lions 28-25 but it was not the prettiest win. I mean, the Lions have the worst defense in the league. And it was that close of a game. So, I mean, I know it's a win, but the Bills are at a point where, as they have been all season, they were favorites to win the Super Bowl coming into this year. They still are in the running for that. Everyone is going to be scrutinized with a fine tooth comb. So that win was really concerning. The fourth quarter, they just, they fell apart. They played down to the Lions level. Kyla didn't like watching it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Allen Allen had a passing and a rushing touchdown in the first half. First half looked really good for the Bills. He led the team in rush yards, which is a problem that the Bills constantly have. They don't have superb running backs. They need to spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, 
Devin Singletary had 14 carries, but Josh Allen led with led in yards. So that's a little problematic. Yeah, so the Patriots lost to the Vikings on Thanksgiving, 33-26. Vikings have been on a roll, but that was honestly a game that the Patriots very easily could have won. And like the Bills, they unraveled in that fourth quarter. They were outscored 10-0. They had scored at least twice in every other quarter. And it was really those last 15 minutes where they fell apart. Mac Jones did look really good, though. Um, He had a career-high 382 passing yards. That's a lot. And I think the biggest difference with the Patriots and the Bills, the Patriots spread the ball around a lot more. Um, Jones hit, I believe it was six, six different receivers at least three times in that game. So it's a little bit harder for defenses to play against the Patriots because they have so many weapons and they utilize them. Um, and they utilize them often. Also, that being said, Mac Jones was sacked three times in that game. But, but, if the Patriots get David Andrews back this week, that would be very, very big for their O-line. Because it, they've been struggling and David Andrews is the leader of that O-line. And so if he comes back, which it's still, it's still uncertain. Um, if he does, then I, I think that the Bills defense will have a slightly harder time. Um, but I, I do think that this is a must win game for the Bills. And it's, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to blow it out. Like I think that most people would assume because of what happened last week against the Lions. Um, so they're five-point favorites. Um, I would take them by three and a half. Um, I'm saying for this game, 28-23 Bills, so I'm keeping it at a five-point game. The Bills have not played against a defense as well-rounded as the Patriots yet. The Patriots are top 10 in the league in both pass and rush defense so that's something that the bills haven't really seen yet and they're coming off of playing a team that doesn't know how to play defense um and they still struggle so i i think it'll be a close one um but i would i would i would still take the bills but i would say three and a half is kind of a more safe um a more safe bet Let's move on to our Sunday early game. This one has a lot of potential. A lot of different kinds of potential. It's the Packers at the Bears. This has the potential to be a career-defining moment for a young quarterback against a team who has dominated his current team for as long as anyone alive can remember, pretty much. Or this has the potential to be one of the worst games that we've seen all season, and we've seen a lot of really bad games. The reason I say that is because we don't know who's starting at quarterback for either team. 
we don't know if we're going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields, in which case the career-defining moment could be put on a silver platter for Justin Fields as he tries to take down Aaron Rodgers, who has admitted multiple times that he owns the Bears. Or we could be getting Jordan Love against Trevor Simeon, in which case we should just simply not watch. Um, Or it might be kind of funny to just listen to the audio and not watch the game because I feel like if that's the case, we'll want to, we'll want to stab our eyes out. So, um, we don't know who we're getting. Rogers left the game against the Eagles Sunday night with a rib injury. He's been complaining about his thumb for the past like three weeks. And then he's like, oh my gosh, I hurt my rib. And leaves the game with a rib injury. Okay. Um, Justin Fields dislocated his shoulder against the Falcons back in week 11. Still unclear if either of them will play. Jordan Love came in for Aaron Rodgers last week. Didn't do too bad. He threw for 113 yards on just six completions, so pretty good, uh, and one touchdown. And it's against the Eagles. Um, He came in in the third quarter. So, you know, you get less than half a game. And he he didn't do terrible. Then on the other hand, we have Trevor Simeon. He was sacked twice. uh, One touchdown, one interception, uh, 179 yards against the Jets, who started Mike White. Mike White put Zach Wilson in his seat because he looked really good, which made Trevor Simeon look even worse uh, than he already is. So, spread in this game, Green Bay, three-point favorites, over-under is 42.5. If if Justin Fields plays – I'm going to I'm going to say that he will. Again, not official, but I think he will because I think he also knows that this is a really big game for his career and also for his potential legacy uh in Chicago. Because regardless of whether Rodgers plays, I think it would be nice to see a Rodgers Fields matchup whether Rodgers plays or not. I think if Fields plays, the Bears will come away with the upset. I think it will be Bears by three. Um, If Justin Fields plays. If Simeon plays, then I have no clue what's going to happen. And I can't even venture to make some sort of a prediction. If it's... Aaron Rodgers and Trevor Simeon, then it's going to be same old Bears get annihilated by the Packers. So I really want, I really want Justin Fields to face Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know the Bears have lost five straight, but three of those losses were by three points or less. So 
honestly, they weren't terrible losses. And Fields is really finding his rhythm. This could be the last time. Not the last. Yeah, this could be the last time that Justin Fields will face Aaron Rodgers ever. This could be the last time that Aaron Rodgers faces the Bears ever. Calling it now. He's not staying in Green Bay for another year. And he tested his luck with the Waters last year. Last offseason didn't go well for him, so he ended up back where he didn't want to be. I think he's going to throw in the towel after this year. And if he does, this is the last chance for Bears fans to rest easy, to have a little peace of mind that Aaron Rodgers didn't get the last laugh. And you better believe that's a narrative that's going all over Chicago. So I'm going to wish on all my lucky stars and say that this is going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is going to humiliate Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with that as the assumption, in which case Bears are going to get the upsets. Sunday late game. This is just going to be an awesome game. There's no potential for if, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be such a fun game. Whether or not you're a Chiefs fan or a Bengals fan, a football fan, you are going to love this game. AFC title rematch. Close one. Spread is Kansas City by two and a half. Over under is 52 and a half. So Vegas has this as a high scoring game and I definitely see that happening. We have two really good quarterbacks. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He leads the league in total passing yards. And then we have Joe Burrow, another great quarterback. And, and the Bengals are expected to have Jamar Chase back for the first time since week eight. So it would be Jamar Chase plus T. Higgins. That's why that over is going to hit. Because if those two are together, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yes, the Chiefs are on a five-game win streak. Yes, Travis Kelsey has looked phenomenal. Three touchdowns against the Chargers two weeks ago, and then the Chiefs just dismantled the Rams. I think you can say all you want about both the Chiefs and the Bengals, but to really to really strip it down like this is a revenge game. Period. I think that no matter, not no matter, but you can you can match them up head to head. You can say, oh, this team is better in this category, whatever. But the Chiefs, they have bad blood in their mouth from last year. And I've been reading a lot of things that the players have said to the media, and they're all saying the same thing. Like, and especially you have 
or the Chiefs have that Mahomes, Kelsey, that same core that they had last year. So new players, they know all about it too from those guys. It's in Cincinnati, um, which I think is going to make it even more fun and will make the Chiefs even more fired up because Cincinnati came to Arrowhead last year and took the AFC title away from them. So now it's time for the Chiefs to go into Cincinnati's home stadium and not do the same thing, but get that revenge. So I think it's going to be a revenge game, and it's going to it's going to be fun. I'm expecting a fight or two or three. Um, I think this could be like a very interesting out of division rivalry that could be potentially budding. Um, so I'm really excited for that game, as I think y'all should be too. And I'm going to take Kansas City by five and a half. Line spread is two and a half. Um, I'm going five and a half because I think there's nothing that beats revenge at this point. Like, I think that's that's going to be all that's on their minds, and they know that if they go into this game and they lose to Cincinnati again, there's going to be a lot of questions. So this is a must, must win for KC, and I think they're going to do it. Um, I think they're going to win by seven, um, but we'll go say five and a half. And the 52 and a half over, I would be shocked if it does not hit. Um, the Chiefs defense allows over 230 passing yards per game. So not great. And then now you've got the Bengals with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So it's gonna it's gonna be a hell of a game. The over's gonna hit, it's gonna be dramatic. It's all you want. It's really all you want in a football game. So I'm excited for that. And that is it for NFL week 13. And now it's time for Kyla's pick. Left hand is Team USA. Right hand is the Netherlands. She's confused. Oh my gosh. She went right. She went right. Kyla, that's very unpatriotic of you. Okay, well, I still think the USA is going to win. That'll do it for this episode of Parlay Paul. We'll see you all next week.